me, my name is Tamar Isrihead, and uh, it is a delight to be sitting with my dear friend here, Sam. Um, I met Sam uh, four years ago in 2017 at a, on a Saturday at a prayer meeting. Now, Sam is one of those people, the, the worshippers, who, 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 when they get into a room, they, they try to find a secluded place so that they can just give God adoration and, and just worship. And I was in this meeting and I was watching Sam and tears were flowing down her, her face and she was just adoring God. And, and after the, the, the service, I, I intentionally went to Sam to say hello. I really, really wanted to connect with her. And we had a chat. And um, to my surprise, when I left the, this prayer meeting, I went to my office and I thought I was just going to pick something from, um, from my office. And the executive director for the center was there. And I find myself having a persuasive conversation with him um, for an exemption uh, to hire Sam to come and work for the center. To cut the story short, on a Monday morning, I was writing this exemption to HR, and Sam, um, within two weeks, Sam came and was working, working alongside me at, at the ANU. Um, it's just amazing what, what God can do and what um, when we when we just there, and um, and, and 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 now we're going to be talking here with Sam. So when we we when she worked at the at the university for six months, I just felt in that six months. There was this fellowship which was forged in the spiritual realm where Sam and I sat and we would pray and we would laugh and we would eat chips and we would cry laugh and, 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 and we would sing again. And, and I believe that in the four years that I've known Sam, it was all leading to this dialogue that I, we're going to have here about healing the country. Sam, welcome. Good morning, Tamai. Thank you so much for your lovely welcome and to everyone that's been so welcoming to me today. Um, I just feel really privileged and thank you for your kind words. Um, as a representative of my people today, I don't speak on behalf of everybody because my ideas and my words aren't necessarily everyone's, but I do have the opportunity and privilege to advocate in my roles at work and in my life. So, um, yeah, today is really just a privilege to actually be with you all and just share a bit about myself and my culture. Um, I'm a proud uh, Murray woman from the Cape. As you can see, I'm head, dressed head to toe in all the winter woolies because um, I was born in the tropics and the cold just doesn't agree with me. So as you can see, there's layers and layers upon layers. And yeah, I just um, really thank everyone for the wonderful warm welcome this morning. We're going to jump into it. Um, now, we're celebrating the, the NIDOC week. And when we were just talking on the phone, you were trying to explain to me, because I thought the NIDOC week was a, a week of mourning. And you say to me, no, 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 we no longer do it that way now. Way. It, it's, a, it's a week of celebration. Can you explain to me? Because mourning and celebration, they don't kind of go well together. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, I think one of the, most significant uh, moves in our community is that uh, there was a time and we still acknowledge grief and mourning and the loss that we've experienced but uh, in the historical context and 
of NAIDOC week, uh, we initially recognised a day of observance for mourning and it used to be held um, the Sunday before Australia Day. Um, but there's been a shift and there was a shift and we decided that we no longer wanted to just grieve, but we actually wanted to celebrate our community and celebrate who we are as a community and all that we offer to the community as the first Australians. And so um, the day was moved from the beginning of the year to July and it's now transitioned from just one day to a whole week uh, where we take the opportunity to share and look after each other and celebrate our culture, but also connect with our wider community as well. And um, yeah, it's actually really exciting to be able to acknowledge all the achievements we um, are a part of in our community. And I had the privilege of actually being at our NAIDOC Awards last night uh, to represent my department there, um, where we uh, actually acknowledged or sponsored the award for the Young ACT uh, Youth Award of the Year. So it's quite amazing to be actually have that opportunity for the recognition of our people as well. Um, it, it was while well, we continue to learn about um, the Aboriginal culture, it was so good to have um, our co-head, the Nanoa Princess, who did the acknowledgement this morning. It was so, so nice. Um, now, when we, we continue to, to learn about Aboriginal culture, now um, I've, uh, I've heard that um, uh, the Aboriginal people are so connected to the land uh, and the, the acknowledgement means so much to you and you're so um, connected to the land that when the land hurts, your very bodies, they actually hurt. Could you explain that to us, how that works? Yeah, it would take a bit more than a, a five-minute conversation to explain, I think, the complexities of our connection to the land. But in short... Um, as traditional custodians of the land, we believe we've been entrusted to care for the land. Um, and it's, if we care for the land, it will care for us. And so this theme really identifies for us what it means to, if we heal our land, we'll heal our people. Um, and there's parts of our people that still need healing and we're still working through that as a people and so that's you know the real reason behind why we we seek to also identify um healing people heal country heal land so yeah it's, that's sort of the short version if you want to know more come and see me Thank you, Sam. Um, now, um, I, I love coming from, from this house. This house is community first and um, uh, this house loves people. This house, we have so many um, missionary programs, people, we support missions and that. And I know, and I'm so convicted that even now, even today, there are people who will be so moved to want to um, do things in the Aboriginal community. What advice would you give to somebody who would who feel called to the Aboriginal community to help? Yeah, I think um, a big part of that process is is about respect and relationship. Um, I've reflected upon this and, you know, when we go into a new place and we meet people or you start a new relationship with someone like I did with you, um, we take time to listen 
and actually hear someone's story because everyone has a story and everyone brings something to the table. Um, and so it is a process of actually just starting that conversation and spending the time to listen to what people have to say and not just thinking we have all the answers. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things about re building relationships is we don't expect people to always just listen to what we have to say. We actually want to hear what the people um, around us and are involved actually want to say. And it is about acknowledging our people as the first Australians. They bring, we bring something significant to the table as the first Australians and we have a story to tell. And so actually just giving us a chance to share our story uh, in the context of how we engage and relate to you is a big part of that process. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Sam. I, I, you know, at the time I've known you, you're very passionate about your people. You, um, you really sold out to the gospel as well. And I know that we're just talking about NAIDOC today. But what, what, what in, in just short, what do you want people to take home today? What is your know how? I really believe as a God-fearing people and a people that seek God in truth, that, you know, in life we seek him about our call and we seek him about what's important. And I just... I guess I want to put that, this out to people is what is it God's saying to you today about the Indigenous peoples of this, this land, the first Australians? What is it you're hearing in your heart about what God's putting on your heart? Um, because it is a journey and we're all part of that journey. And yeah, I think it's a very personal thing. I think our relationship with God is a very personal thing. And sometimes we can get confused and distracted by what people think or what the media might say. But actually, I just, yeah, that would be my, I don't want to say challenge, but I guess my advice to people is what is God actually saying to you about the first Australians in this nation? And is God actually speaking directly to your heart today about how you can listen, build relationships, connect with people in every walk? you know, every day, your everyday walk, wherever you are, just the way you connect with him. You just never know who it is you might touch or reach just by having a conversation. And, um, yeah, I think that's really probably it. It's not complicated. It's simple. And, you know, it just reminds me of Jesus. He, wherever he went, he just met with people where they were at. He didn't make it complicated. He just had a conversation and they listened and they responded. So, yeah, just whatever, you know, what do you feel moved to do in your heart? I think that would be awesome. How beautiful, how beautiful. Um, when I, thank you so much, Sam, for speaking your heart. I love you. Yeah. This is home for you. And Sam has been in this house, so she's not a she's not a stranger in this house. You must welcome any day, and she lives just you know just across. So you must welcome her to this house. And um, when I was just thinking about how we're gonna have this conversation and uh, my reflection on Night of Week, um, God brought to my heart 
the, the message that Pastor Sean brought to us a couple of weeks ago about lamenting. And I was, I saw him moved like never before. And I went home, I read the book of Lamentations twice. I said, God, I want to get, I want to get the revelation that he had. And um, in conclusion, I found that, you know, we lament when we are moved by something. When something touches us, we, 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 and we, we, there is no solution to it on this earth, and we lament to God. And um, it just really settled my heart, and I'm moved um, by the original issues. As we go home and, um, and, and we think how we can participate in our own, own ways in, in this NIDOC week, um, I feel God is calling us um, to, to partner with him according to, to his word that says mourn with those who mourn. And I, and I think this is just beyond a NIDOC week. Um, may I just, um, while we go home and think what we're we going to do, may I just give you, um, leave you with a reminder. Um, uh, of the word of God in, um, in uh, Chronicles 7, 14, which says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I'll hear from heaven and I will heal the land. God is going to heal the land. And I believe that prayer is a secret weapon to what we are seeking, to the healing that we are seeking. It's all hidden in the prayer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much this morning, Sam and Tamai. It's a great privilege to have you both here on this morning. You know, when Tamai shares about mourning, I can't help but thinking how so grieved God must have been, God the Father, to see the mess humanity had got themselves into, their utter rebellion of His ways that bring peace and harmony and the endless walls that people have built up between each other. You know, the Apostle Paul, he acknowledges the state of being disenfranchised, the state of being, of being deprived of the right or privilege of for people. That was a reality at the time. He refers to the Gentiles at the time before Christ as being strangers. Gentiles were view, viewed as aliens and outsiders altogether. But Christ Himself, He brings peace to us. We read in Ephesians 2 verses 14 to 16, For Christ Himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in His own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by sending the system, by ending the system of law with his commandments and regulations. He made peace between the Jews and the Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. Sorry. And our hostility towards each other was put to death. And whilst we do need legislation in our fallen, broken world, it will, not, it will not achieve reconciliation no matter how noble the intent. The only law that heals is God's royal law of love. Romans 13 verse 10 says, Love does no wrong to a neighbour, therefore love is fulfilling the law. 
on the cross, Jesus broke down the walls of hostility and we need to be careful that we don't build them back up again. Ephesians 2 verse 15 says, For Christ Himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in His own body on the cross, He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. And you know, the cross should bring us back to our senses, back to the place of love where reconciliation and healing can take place. On the day of Jesus Christ's crucifixion, the barriers between people were demolished, as was the barrier between God and humanity. At the cross, we were made one people. This does not mean we lose our heritage or our ethnic, our, our, our ethnic identity. If we identify with Christ, we must identify with others who identify with Him. Through what Jesus accomplished on the cross, our only means of reconciliation and redemption, we are brought near to each other and to God. And I love it that on the cross, Jesus made sure the door to entering into relationship to Him could never be closed again. When those nails went into His hands, those nails nailed that door open. Nothing will ever, no matter what you do, Nothing will ever stop you from having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as with all broken relationships, healing and forgiveness begins by saying you are sorry. Sorry to God and sorry to each other. Reconciliation is a matter of the heart. My question to you today is, are you willing to be reconciled to God in a relationship with Him? No matter what has happened in your life, God's peace and healing can be a reality in your life when you ask Him to come into your heart. The great news is Jesus isn't dead. We talk about Him on the cross and what He accomplished, but He didn't stay dead. He is not dead. On the third day, God raised Him from the dead and we can have an opportunity to have a living and vital relationship with a living Saviour. If we want true healing for our land and for our nation, then it starts with us having true healing in our hearts, receiving God's love and allowing His love to overflow and work through us to every facet of our lives and to others. 